0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of On the Back Bar. I am your host, Christopher Menning. and today's wonderful guest is Camille Vidal. Camille came from being a stalwart in the drinks trade by being the face of Saint Germain Elderflower liqueur as the global brand ambassador. Now, she runs La Maison Wellness, teaching the world about the healthy hedonistic lifestyle and mindful drinking. Today we talk about low ABV cocktails, the importance of looking after your mental health, and also about the importance of diet. Now, I really enjoyed this episode because of the lockdown. I have managed to change my body and mindset by implementing healthy routines. Life can be a bit overwhelming. There are constant distractions and inputs, especially from social media, and it can be exhausting for our brains and body. But what mindfulness does, and meditation, it gives our head a break. It sort of clears the cash, washes the dishes, and when we're finished, you'll feel fresher and more energized. Now, using an anchor word is a great way to help with meditation, and Camille tells us today about focusing on your breath to really feel the inhale and exhale. By slowing down your breathing, you relax and let your nervous system work better. Meditation and mindfulness is a way to enhance your everyday life. I'll be doing an Instagram video this week to show you my routines and how I start my day to feel fresh and ready with some helpful tips from Camille. So you can find us on Lifestyle uh, for Instagram, We've got the website, of course, gastronomalifestyle.com and on the back bar is the podcast where you can find us through the social media channels in the show notes and also through Patreon if you wanted to join the community. Camille, you can find her at lamasonwellness.com or Lamason Wellness YouTube video series where she has lots of different content about uh, the importance of meditation, how to do yoga, and she can also be found on Channel 4's Sunday Brunch TV show. So, that's pretty much all of it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And, yeah, I'll talk to you at the end about who's coming on next. Let's roll the intro.
1: Benjamin Franklin once said, In wine there is wisdom. In beer there is freedom. And in water, there's bacteria. No bacteria here. This is On The Back Bar, hosted by Christopher Menning, an industry expert, author, and bartender who's been in the industry for over a decade. On The Back Bar is your gateway to talking to the people behind the scenes at bars, distilleries, and vineyards around the world. We'll talk to the experts in the industry about future trends, people, spirits, cocktails, wine, and everything else. So kick your feet up, pour your favorite drink, and hang out on the back bar. This is Christopher Menning.
0: Camille, thank you so much for joining us on the back bar today. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, very good. Very good. We're, uh, we're still surviving over here. How have you been on lockdown?
2: Well, um... I feel like, you know, I, I wanna say pretty good considering the situation. Um, I do feel like that I go over like it's an emotional roller coaster. Like I feel like that mm-hmm. I go through different emotion even just through it one day. Like I woke up with like, you know, feeling quite energized and there's a moment throughout so the day when I'm like, Oh gosh, <laughs> you know, what <laughs> How, <laughs> is this ever gonna end? So like yeah, it's definitely an emotional roller coaster, but also I, I'm an, like I think that like it's in those times you know that are more challenging that like practicing gratitude is definitely essential mm-hmm. and I really try to like see you know the the positivity and the, and the silver lining in the in the situation and actually for, for myself I, I feel like there's there's quite a few you know like I feel like I'm able to be at home in 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 a home that I love and in a very nice uh, space that I, that sure. I share with my with my partner you know I have a bit more time to do things that like I, I love, which is building La wellness and, uh, and learning different side of, uh, of what I want to bring in, in Lemus wellness, which include like healing nutrition and, uh, and more like on photography, but myself a beautiful camera, which I'm very, very excited. Um, so yeah, so like a lot of learning and a lot of, uh, of new, you know, side of, uh, of things that I wanted to explore. So it's, so, no, it's mm-hmm. been good so far.
0: Well, I think the people that are doing really well are those who have put a good structure in place and you seem like quite a structured person. Is that correct to say?
2: Mm, Am I a structured person? Um, Mm. I don't know actually if I'm a very structured person. (laughs) Um, I think I'm definitely, I'm a person that goes with the flow, but I'm also a person with a plan. So it's not that I'm just like, you know, rolling out of bed and be like, "Hmm, let's see what happened today. I'm definitely a quite driven and ambitious and, have a vision, um, mm-hmm. but I'm also quite flexible. I think that like having like the way that I was like you know I grew up. I grew up in a family in a family of artists, and I was always on the move. I, I lived in like so many different places in the world. Even was like with my parents. Like I I lived there in French Polynesia with my mother. My mother lived in Africa for 15 years. So I feel like that like I've always been in in movement. And even myself, I left France 12 years ago. You know, travel around the world for the past decade. And mm-hmm. so, so I think that gives me a little bit of like flexibility and I'm quite good at like adapting to situation and, uh, and, um, and being like reactive to situation. So I'm, I'm good mm-hmm. with that and I'm, I'm able to like go with the flow, but I definitely like a plan and certainty <laughs> isn't, isn't my best friend um, and yes. why um, the situation is quite challenging. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh-huh. well, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's challenging for everyone, but, well, we got a lot to talk about and I'm sure we're we'll touching this again, but it'd be really great to hear your story from sort of your formal, your former position as the global ambassador for St. Germain to what you do now with Le Maison Wellness. Uh, do you mind delving into the story there?
2: Yeah. I mean, how long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> All um, the time in the world. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, like the journey in the hospitality industry, started for me 15 years ago so um and I say 15 years ago but I kind of feel like that like I've always been in this hospitality industry and the, the reason of that is because as I just mentioned I grew up in France in the south of France that's the accent still there after mm-hmm. 12 years um but I grew up in a family of artists my dad. Was an incredible dancer, and then um, he was writing plays. So I grew up in a theater and um, surrounded by loads of different artists that really, really nourished this creativity of mine. But also, um, you know, there was always people around, there was always people hanging out in our house, but also I kind of lived in this theater, which there was a bar, there was always food, there was always drink, there was always like, you know, people hanging out, having an aperitif or having a drink and a moment together. And I think that like this hospitality was very, very much part of uh, of my upbringing. You know, I remember like being maybe five years old and, uh, and being at the theater and my parents finishing the show and, all the you know the actors and the actresses and all the artists like going to have a really late meal in restaurant and me learning how to fall asleep on the on the table in restaurant and that's the reason why <laughs> why I can fall asleep everywhere, which is fantastic and I'm very <laughs> grateful for that but, yeah. but you know that was that was always part of like my upbringing for sure and so then I went on to more like I went to an art school and I was always trying to find this like you know how to express my creativity. And then I studied more like marketing and business because I wanted to be able to, to have an understanding of that. Um, and I always work in hospitality. Like, you know, I started working in a restaurant when I was like 14 years old. Um, <laughs> uh, definitely mm-hmm. nuts. Um, allowed to work in restaurants but that was and even before that I was you know I mean one of the first things my dad taught me was like how to open a bottle of wine and how to pour the perfect ratio for pastis, which you know oh, the okay. ratio between the, the water and the liquor and so I felt like that that was always part of a of my upbringing for sure and so you know then having worked in like loads of different restaurants what I was at university and when I was in, a, in that art school and and it's not until I moved to Australia actually almost 12 years ago that like you know, I moved on the other side of the world, um, just like, you know, fresh out of, a, of university, just graduated from, a, from my communication and, uh, and even management degree. And I was like, obviously couldn't, like didn't speak a word of English at the time of very, very <laughs> poorly. terrible. Right. I mean, if you ask in a, in Melbourne, Like my my friend when when I moved there, yeah, it was it was pretty bad, and then and so obviously I couldn't couldn't work in communication, and so I did what Mm. I always uh, what I always done, which was I I went and got a job in a in a bar, Um, and I think that like for me like having this opportunity to work in bar and it was quite funny because like I've really learned so much about cocktails and and even though like France is an incredible country with like such an amazing food culture and an amazing hospitality. And I mean, if you look at like bars, like you know, half of the product will be from France. You know, like we produce mm-hmm. so much like wine and spirits. But 12 years ago, the, the cocktail culture was very, very small slash non-existent. You know, it was it was very small. And so, like, I remember being in a, in Melbourne and a, and working in that bar and having a customer asking for um, a dry gin martini, and I was so confused. I was like, wait, so you want a shot of martini and you want a shot of gin? You know, because for me, martini w- was actually <laughs> (laughs) the the vermouth and so like i had absolutely no knowledge in cocktails no um knowledge in uh in, um spirit, much like I knew what wine I liked to to enjoy because that was just part of like you know living in France but uh, but I learned so much and I really delved into this uh, this world of a cocktail and the moment I put one foot behind the bar and I started working with a uh, with flavor and creating cocktail it was very much like a an epiphany moment for me and it was that moment when I knew that this was my way of being creative and expressing that creativity and I loved it and from that moment I never looked back and i really um jumped into this this wonderful world of hospitality and so i had the opportunity to work in, at some amazing bars in a, in australia and then after after a few years I kind of wanted to to really combine this uh, you know this passion for cocktail and for hospitality and for create, creating an experience with also my understanding of a, of building brands and that you know that more business side and and marketing side that like I learned at university, with the creativity of like what I learned in an art school, with also really a desire to to share my my culture in France and this art of the aperitif, but also this like idea of like living well and celebrating life and this more like Epicurean, um, way of life that uh, that we have in uh, in France um mm-hmm. and so I had the opportunity to you know to meet Rob Cooper the the, the creator of, uh, of Saint-Germain and I was very much like again you know I was saying that like, I'm definitely I go with the with the flow but but I'm a woman with a plan and so I decided before even meeting Rob Cooper that I wanted to become an ambassador because for me it was kind of like taking all the boxes of being able to do all the things um and so, I looked at all the brands that I, you know I could see myself represent and how I could really embrace talking about the, like the French culture et cetera and Saint Germain was on the top of the list, like it was one of my favorite products. I love using it in cocktail. It was a very new product at the time and I, and I was very mm-hmm. much in love with it and so I reached out to you know all the companies that had the product that I wanted to represent, and I reached out to Vanguard and Gem's friends in Australia at the time, who was the distributor for saint germain and I was actually I just won a cocktail competition. Um, in Australia, for one of his brand that was in Saint Germain. So I kind of like, you know, all the the amazing about, like, bartenders like in Australia were also entering this competition, and I and I was kind of you know still quite new to bartending a couple of years, but very much like um, truly passionate about it. And so I kind of become like a bit more on the on the front end of a, of the bartending in in Australia. And so I had the opportunity to meet Rob Cooper, the founder of Saint-Germain because he was visiting Australia and we just clicked, you know, he was like, we had an amazing, um, Saint-Germain brunch. And then, um, and then, um, you know, spent an afternoon visiting some, some places in Melbourne and at the end of the afternoon, he was like, um, do you want to be the new face of Saint-Germain? And I was like, no more drinks for this gentleman. And we kind of have a laugh about it. And, that, yeah. and he was like, no, I'm being serious. And I was like, well, if you are, let's, let's catch up tomorrow. And and I have a coffee and it and you can tell me more about it. And we did. And, um, then it was kind of the, the the journey of like me not being able to stay in Australia. I had the opportunity to go to Tales of the Cocktail and couldn't come back to, to Australia with a with some visa um, is, issue and I, and I moved to to London and that was very much my the beginning of my journey with uh, with Saint Germain, which ended up being almost ten years with that uh, with that brand and from working with the founder and really having the ability to to grow the brand and to to become the the face of the brand. Um, to mm-hmm. then moving with Bacardi when uh, Bacardi did the acquisition and and having the the opportunity to to connect and to to bring this this brand on the on the global level and to launch it from you know Japan to um, so many other countries around the world and uh, and it was pretty amazing so I think that like mm-hmm. that was that was definitely a big big part of it of my career in the in hospitality industry and and for me being an ambassador was always about you know it wasn't it wasn't about selling cases of Saint-Germain it was actually an opportunity to to talk about you know the art of the aperitif to inspire um, bartenders and how to to create cocktail but but first and foremost, to really create a platform for, for bartenders to shine and a, and a way to like support the industry. You know, I, I always felt pretty grateful to be able to, you know, organize event when I could invite bartenders to travel with some bartenders around the world to really help and support them and to build things like FanDubar, which was the which is them the female a community that I, that I created like almost mm-hmm. 10 years ago and things like that. So I always seen that as like an amazing platform for me to really be at service for the industry as well. And, uh, and yes, yeah, so that was kind of like, you know, the, the big part of, uh, of my career. And then I guess, you know, I, like for me it was, it was very much about, um, Finding balance in a, and, and even for myself you know as a global ambassador and as incredible this uh, this role was and how amazing being a, an ambassador is it's also a quite quite challenging the role you know you right. you're always on the on the move like i mean as glamorous as it sounds you travel from one cocktail bar to another it's also quite of a big toll on the on your physical, mental and emotional health, you know? And so for me, Mm -hmm. it was like, I really needed to, to find balance and, and to, to be able to, to keep doing this, this job and to make it something that was more sustainable. And I was very fortunate to have, you know, a mother that was very, um, you know, in tune with all those like things like mindful practices, like yoga and meditation, and aware of like you know the impact of like what you eat and what you drink on the, on your body, and uh, and so I guess like you know in my in my teens year and my early twenties, I couldn't really hear what she was saying to me, but it became clearer and clearer uh, the older I got. And so for me, like I like that's how I find my balance, and I became a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher, and and I really wanted to bring that in, and it's also like. I had the opportunity to build a team of ambassadors, um, to build L'Equipe Saint Germain, which was an ambassador program of for forty people um that I built from scratch and, and having this this opportunity to really support and mentor a team, it becomes really, really important to to make sure that they will find balance from the beginning, you know, that they will find a way to do this job that was more sustainable for them to really enjoy doing that that's that role and, and then to that mm-hmm. became the you know really important for me to to help the, the industry in general to to really find a bit more balance and to find some some healthier you know coping mechanism and a and a better way to to thrive in the in this amazing industry. And so I did that you know for the past few years and that kind of like led me to like a, a very natural transition um on to on wellness, you know uh, i joined like team to launch healthy hospital, and then to that mm-hmm. kind of like there was i felt like it was always like a bigger a bigger calling and something that like I wanted to be able to inspire um everyone to to live well you know and not just hospitality and oh and of course my heart is in hospitality and I still do so much and it's it's my community and and my industry but I think because I was you know, spending a lot of time in the wellness industry as well, um, I kind of wanted to just inspire people in general to, to kind of like look at bringing mindfulness into the glass as well and how we could change the conversation around what is a cocktail and what is a cocktail celebration and how can we really elevate the experience and how can we empower our relationship with alcohol so it's something that is beautiful and special rather than just, a habit, or something that, like, we do a bit mindlessly, you know. And so,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, that I, you know, at first I was like doing a bit of like both, and still with Bacardi and and with Saint Germain. Then I quickly realized that to be able to really truly bring my vision to to life, I I needed to to have the the courage and be as brave as living what everyone will say was the, the dream job <laughs> and, um, and living an incredible company to, to be able to launch my, my own business. And, uh, and I did, I took the, the leap and it's been an amazing journey, you know, launching them on wellness, um, 18 months ago mm-hmm. now, which is a multimedia platform where you can find, you know, loads of, a uh, inspiration to, um, to live well and drink well, and uh, and to find all the mindful cocktail recipes, but also this like you know way of life and approach um, and different approach to to living and uh, and drinking and uh, hopefully um, you know bringing to to the to the consumer and to everyone you know to the healthy hedonist as I, as I call it, to, this mm. opportunity to have a cocktail, but something that is um, a celebration that works for them and to make it. So, you know so inclusive that like people that don't want to drink alcohol know that like you know they can still have a seat at the table they can still have something that is an experience that is delicious that is flavorful and that you don't have to to compromise on the experience you know and and people that want to moderate and maybe have something that is you know lower ABV or still want to drink alcohol but want to drink something that is made well and that is you know you know, supporting brand with uh, with purpose and and understanding the 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 power and the importance of each and every ingredient that goes into the glass, and so that's the the mission that I'm on and the, and the journey that I'm on um, on really inspiring the world to to drink better and to make more conscious choices.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, it's it's a great journey, a great mission as well, and I really love the stuff you do with Le Mace and Wellness, and I think. You know that transition from what you did to now, and and taking that leap of faith to to really act on what you wanted to do—it's fantastic to see and hear. And you know, one of the things you you said and promote is is healthy hedonism. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us a bit more about what healthy hedonism is, and maybe some of the practices involved?
2: Yeah, I mean, healthy hedonism is is a concept that it's about really celebrating life. Because I think that like, and probably that is you know, inspired definitely by like, you know, my upbringing and like, um, living in France is like, and even like all my years with, with Saint-Germain, like I always, always wanted to make the time to appreciate good things in life, you know, to stop and smell the roses, to make sure that like, Mm. I will celebrate each and every moment to make the best out of life. And, you know, that's what life taught me through many, many, you know, different things. And from beautiful moment to more challenging moment to, you know, having my mother pass away way too early and, and things like that, that really taught me that like life is short and I wanted to celebrate life. I wanted to really be able to like make the most out of every moment to truly celebrate the present moment. And that's really what you learn in, you know, in, in mindfulness, in the, in yoga. It's, it's about having the awareness and, and slowing down and, and appreciating the moment. You know, I think that like as, human we our uh, brain tend to actually either project in the future or go back in the past. And it's really hard for us to to just be in the present, to be in the moment and, and that's where yep. you know we, we can find happiness. That's where we can really live well and 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 celebrate life. And so this idea of like really celebrating every single pleasure and not just like, you know, the, the big one and the big celebration, but also for me, an aperitif is a celebration of the day is this moment when like, you know, at the end of the day, you just take the time and make the space to sit down, taste something delicious, have a moment. And I have like memories with with my parents when I was a kid, when that moment was so you know, special, so sacred for us, you know, it was that, you know, we will have something to eat, we will have something to drink, we will share a moment, we will chat, it wasn't being on our phone, it wasn't watching TV, it was just a moment of connection with, like, within our family, you know, and so it's very much this idea of, like, making the most out of every moment, but doing it in the way that is actually serving ourselves at its best. And I think that like, in our industry, we, we have a little bit of that like, you know, like rock star lifestyle and we do a bit, <laughs> you know, burn the, can- yeah. the candle by both ends and it's, you know, the, um, you know, go hard or go home, the, you know, enjoying and being an Epicurean, but maybe sometime in, in you know, the extreme of the, of the spectrum. And I do think that like over time that has a huge impact On on your body and your mind, you know. And I wanted to to be able to find this celebration that will be actually something that like celebrate yourself, you know, celebrate your spirits and actually allow your spirits to shine. And and I think that like for me, life is about balance. And I and I don't believe in like you know this this yo yo effect, this going from one extreme to another, this drinking too much and then not drinking at all and and i actually learning learn it for myself like i remember being a bartender in australia and definitely definitely you know being in my early 20s and and drinking probably a bit too much you know and mm-hmm. so um you know and uh, and i was um loving my whiskeys and um and you know january arrived and i decided to do dry january at that time i'm talking about like you know um Probably eleven years ago, and at that time, I was like smoking um, heavily. Let's say being a proper French, <laughs> and and, uh, <laughs> and I decided to like go call Turkey. Like I quit smoking for months, and I right. quit drinking yeah. for months, and um, and it was really hard. And I did it. And on February first, I went out and I had one too many drinks, and I smoked too many cigarettes, and I woke up on February the second feeling like death like I was yeah, like, nah. what is this? you know, and I think that like <laughs> for my body it was just it was just such a shock, you know, to go from one extreme to another. And I think that mm. this is creating too much stress in the body and actually that is not a sustainable, that is not a healthy, that is not a, a beautiful and it's not a celebration of who we are to to um operate that way. And so from from then, really for me, it was about balance. And that is what a healthy hedonist is, is, is you know, knowing what is what is your balance because I think that like we we tend to like listen a lot to what people say and to say you know be like you shouldn't drink this and you shouldn't drink that and you shouldn't eat this and that and I think that like for me that was very much the inspiration of uh, of launching Lemmys and Wellness I didn't want to tell people what to do I didn't want to tell mm-hmm. people to you know to stop drinking or to change their relationship with alcohol I wanted to show people how delicious becoming a mindful drinker could be and how an amazing celebration of ourself it could be and by you know Showing this inspiration, hopefully people will change the relationship with alcohol and will empower the relationship with alcohol. But I think that for me, focusing on like the positive and actually inspiring people to find that balance because it's different for each and every of us. And, and so that is living like a healthy head on this, is having the awareness to understand where you're at and where you want to be, what is the balance that you want to find for yourself and knowing when you go, you know, a little bit on one side of the balance and how you can come back. It's, you know, we, we have the yin and the yang. It's Part of, those polarities are part of like self. but for me like and it's quite interesting because this is really what i'm learning also in the in this healing nutrition course that i'm doing at the moment is how can we remain more in you know the, the balancing point between the yin and the yang how can we be more like gravitating into this neutral balance and that can be from like you know the food to the drink to any like way of like living how can we find that like balancing point in the middle that works for herself. um mm-hmm. that's the healthy head and lifestyle for me that lifestyle go through you know practices like yoga and meditation because those are ways to connect with your body to connect your your body and your mind to have this awareness this self-awareness of, a, of where you're at but those are almost you know just like ways to to get there you know like the practice of yoga is an amazing way to kind of course it will make you feel good physically you know of course you will build you know strength and flexibility and actually create more space in your body but all of that is the aim is actually to to access to more consciousness to access to more awareness to connect with your true self more and more
0: Wow. It's, it's fantastic. And, and you're right. It's about the balance and having a sustainable lifestyle. It's uh, we're all on lockdown and it's probably the perfect time to start practicing mindfulness and getting into meditation and yoga. But I think a lot of people get scared and off put about practices. What are some, what, what tips and advice would you give to those who maybe want to start it, but don't know where to start? What can we be doing on a daily basis to, to get us into that mode?
2: Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with you. I think that like, actually, this, uh, this time in isolation is an incredible opportunity to, uh, to connect with yourself, you know, to, mm-hmm. if you can't go out, well, go in, you know, and, and by going <laughs> in, like I mean, like, go, go within, you know, it's an opportunity to, like, I think that like, you know, of, like, this is, like we keep on talking about like life going back to normal, but I actually hope that like life won't go back to normal, but will go back to us having learned and having like grown so much from this experience. Like, you know, I think I was like reading this, uh, this funny quote saying like, um, it looks like it's mother earth, um, you know, that just sent us to our room to, to tell us to think about what we've done. But actually, like, you know, I feel like that this is a bit what is happening. Like, we definitely, yeah. we, we have the opportunity to to look into the way that we operate in society, within ourselves, with each other, the, the way that, like, even in our industry, in the hospitality industry, like, this is very much shining the light on how maybe the model of how bars and restaurants operate isn't working. You know, I keep saying, I'm like, I really hope that this time of people not being able to go to bars and restaurants will actually give them the opportunity to really understand the values of those venues, to really truly appreciate the hard work that goes into, you know, creating an amazing experience with food and drinks. And, and I feel like that sometime, Guests take that a bit for granted. you know you go to a restaurant and you complain mm-hmm. because the food is too expensive and the cocktails are too expensive and it's taking too long to to arrive on the table and the service you just take that for granted and I hope that like you know all those people that now are at home and are wishing to to be able to have a cocktail from their favorite cocktail bars and to go and have an amazing meal in a in this restaurant where they really want to go. well, hopefully when we go back to be able to to go back to those venues, they will really appreciate that, and I think that like maybe. Maybe it's time that, like, we we rethink of like how we operate restaurants and bars. And I think that, like, you know, um, cheap labor and and cheap, you know, pricing on on menus doesn't work. Like unfortunately a lot of venues won't survive what's happening and that's devastating because I really think that those venues are an amazing amazing opportunity to to connect people um and to bring people together and to have this this connection but so I hope that like you know we we think through and we actually grow from this experience and when it comes to like the practices that you can do at home it's maybe Mm. just like taking the space to to reassess on like where you're at in your life, how do you feel, and where you want to go, you know, to give your, your yourself the space and the time to to really like take a, a moment to write things down, maybe, and like um and you know make a plan and a and um and kind of like take the opportunity to to look within yourself a bit more. And then when it comes to to yoga and and meditation, I mean, you know, I know that like it's quite it can be quite a bit overwhelming to to go to a yoga studio to go to a yoga class um i think that like in the in the western world we also are guilty to to make the the practice of yoga um a bit too much about the asanas, so like the poses of yoga and and to make it about you know a workout more than a than a moment of connection and a and an ability to connect the, the body and the mind or sometimes it becomes something that is you know so spiritual that some people don't feel like that they connect and very often you know at the beginning when when you start your journey with yoga you connect more with the with the practice itself with the asanas and then you know the the philosophy that like you know um, rubbing on you and you start understanding a bit more the bigger picture on the, on what is the practice of yoga but I think that, like, being able to, to practice yoga in the comfort of your own home without feeling like that you, you know, have anyone to, to watch you, which regardless, even when you practice in a, in studio, no one is, uh, is looking at you or, or judging anything. That is definitely not the, the practice of yoga. But I think that, like, you know, you can find yoga classes Pretty much like thousand and like hundred thousand of them being taught every single minute all around the world. Um, so this is an amazing experience, and actually that's the reason why I've decided to, to you know post some like IGTV, um, some like simple flow on the on my Instagram um, on Madame Camille Vidal's for people to be able to experience the practice of yoga. So I think that like being able to practice at home, you don't need a mat, you don't need fancy, you know, leggings, you don't need anything to practice yoga. You just need space and time yourself and your breath. And that's it. So, um, and then when it comes to, to meditation, again, I think there's a lot of like, you know, misconception about meditation. We kind of like, you know, picture this sitting on the top of a mountain, closing your eyes and becoming enlightened and having <laughs> something that's going to happen, you know, like uh-huh. it's kind of like you're going to close your eyes and you're like, am I doing this right? Nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. I'm not feeling anything, but that is just a practice of yoga. Like you're just going to close your eyes and nothing would happen except actually creating space in your body and your mind actually allowing your mind to release all this like information all this like stimulation that we have constantly like you know it's almost like imagine you were like eating all the time but you were actually not moving which you might feel that way in isolation but you know you actually (laughs) you were like feeding your body but not burning and like you know like burning this fuel that you you're creating with with food we're doing that to our mind we're constantly being stimulated we're constantly being triggered for things that like we don't even realize you know our phone our computer our our Mm. brain is like always scanning things to like you know pinpoint what is this what is this you always identify and that's absolutely exhausting for a brain and the meditation is actually just allowing yourself to sit down and turn the volume down just for a moment to Mm -hmm. just you know focus on the present moment and there's different techniques that you can use you can use you know word of affirmation or what we call a mantra which can be just a few words that really allow yourself to stay focused just on those words you know i'm part of a of a community of a of a meditation that is called Just Breathe that has an amazing app that you can check out and it's a free app and they just use those words you know inhale just exhale breathe and that's just so simple but that just really allow yourself to stay in the in the present moment one of the, the techniques that I that I practice myself which is called observation of the natural breath is just focusing on your breath just taking mm-hmm. you know a point either down onto your belly or on on your nostril and just really feeling the inhalation and the exhalation And then you just do that, even if it's just for a couple of minutes. And then when you come back to the space, when you open your eyes, that's really when you notice the, the power of the meditation. You know, you might feel a bit more at ease because actually by slowing down your breath and by allowing yourself to to be more relaxed for a moment, you actually tap into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is really sending information to your brain that you're at ease, you're safe, so you can really relax. You might feel a bit more, you know, focused, a bit more sharp, because you had this space for your brain to release. And that is what meditation is. It's a practice to enhance your everyday life not mm-hmm. something that like you're going to close your eyes and something will happen, you know, and even things like that, you might experience, which is like, you know, seeing colors or seeing like, you know, lights that is just distraction of the, of the brain. When like the practice is just being, you know, focusing on something on your breath on counting your breath on a few words of affirmation on the mantra, any practices that you do, this is very much the, the meditation.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm really glad um, you mentioned about screens and laptops and, and phones because I, I was getting headaches for a long time and I do a lot of writing on my laptop and it, it was because of this um, excessive screen time. So I now once a week have a day off where I don't look at my phone, don't look at my laptop. And it does help. You do notice a difference. And, you know, touching on meditation too, you're right. It's, it's a process. It's like brain training it doesn't happen in one go you have to teach yourself to to be able to do it and train and it's like going to the gym right
2: absolutely absolutely yeah. and it's something that like you incorporate into your um you know your daily practices and it doesn't have to be twenty minutes every morning and twenty minutes every night. it can be just like two minutes at that moment when you really feel overwhelmed you know and you just yeah. Instead of like, you know, firing back and being in that like really um, reactive um, response to actually just sit back and be like, I'm just going to breathe for a couple of minutes, you know, to, to find. I feel like that for me, the practice of meditation is actually giving me more space between, you know, the action and the the reaction being able to not just react but actually respond to things to um have more more space into that and i totally agree with you i think that like you know with technology i mean it is a blessing in a in this you know time of like isolation to really be able to to connect even just you know look at us you in Bangkok I'm in London and we're mm-hmm. recording this this podcast on zoom and that's Absolutely. amazing to to be able to to do that but um but actually like I've been trying to really make sure that like I have time in my day that are like you know free like of tech like I think that like I've noticed how much more glued to my computer and my phone and how much more time I spend on, on technology. And as much as like, it's great. I think we also need to, to put the, the boundaries on how to use it.
0: Mm-hmm. And a lot of this stuff we can find on your YouTube channel, right? a lot of Absolutely. these sort of health tips and, and perfect perfect so that's lamison wellness on youtube
2: so you can, can find too. on on youtube at the moment is very much on the on the cocktail and on the, the mindful drinking um okay. and and then um on bet, you know between like on com. so on the uh, on my website you'll find loads of different like articles that i wrote on you know how to build a deli, um meditation practice on how to um start yoga and things like that so there's definitely a lot of content on that then on my between the two instagram lamison wellness and, uh, and my instagram um, madame cami vidal you definitely t- can find a lot of um of information um from like you know um IGTV videos on uh, on yoga to um to more mindful drinking um inspiration and yeah i mean i'm always like super open like if there is any more content that like are useful to people um i'm definitely like using also this time of isolation to to be at service for for people so i teach a lot of like live yoga classes loads of like you know classes on zoom i do my mindful happy hour um every friday at 5pm on the, on live on the on Lemison Wellness Instagram and every week I talk about a different brand and actually invite the founder of the brand so they can, we can share more, more knowledge and then I, I teach how to make a, a mindful cocktails and so all of that Great. for me is being at service of people being hopefully being able to, to connect and, uh, and feel inspired by, uh, by this, um, this way of living.
0: That's fantastic and all of this information will be in the show notes for, for the audience listening. Can we, can we quickly touch on um, help, healing nutrition which you said you're studying?
2: Yeah, absolutely. This has been like, um, so amazing. I mean, I love learning, you know, it was quite funny because, um, I've been like, I was asked if, what will be my, like, um, if I could have a superpower, what would it be? You know? And Mm -hmm. so, um, I've been watching this, like, you know TV show that isn't great. Just so you know, please don't go and watch. But it's called um, Unforgettable, and it's about it's like a it's like a detective show um, about this woman who has like this ability to remember everything, like every single right. details <laughs> of her life. She can remember that, which make her an incredible detective because obviously she can you know come back to like crime scene and and remember every single detail. Anyway, my point being like. So I this think is that, your. Like,
0: this is this your is Netflix my zone guilty out. pleasure.
2: This is my, my <laughs> Amazon Prime guilty pleasure when oh, okay, done, I zone out. Um, but, but my point being to, to like, if I could, like, I think that if I could have a superpower, definitely expanding the capacity of my brain will be the one I'll probably pick. That and probably, you know, um like being able to, um you know, like teletransportation probably to be able to like go visit all this amazing restaurant and bars all around the world probably do like lunch in Tokyo and dinner in Melbourne and late, late dinner in New York etc etc but anyway um, like for me learning is so important and I love learning you know like I love bringing more like knowledge into what I do and um, and so nutrition was always something that like I wanted to learn. And you know, I mean, I think that like the way that like the, the Western world deal with with nutrition is always on diet, is always on um, you know, not doing things instead of actually celebrating the balance and understanding of the, the power of what we put in our body. And so um I've I was always like really interested in a, in a more of a an of a, an eastern approach to it and obviously having trained in like different practices of yoga. um, I like, you know, from, from like vinyasa to yin yoga, which is more um, inspired by like traditional Chinese medicine. And of of Mm -hmm. course I tapped a little bit more into like Ayurveda. And so I had a little bit of like, you know, nuggets of like knowledge on that, but I really wanted to understand a bit more of that. And so I, I, had just, you know decided when the lockdown happened i was like well if if not now when you know and so I decided right. to like everything kind of like align the course was like started they only do the course once a year in london they have an academy in the, in, the, in new york as well and it was just starting and i was like well that's a sign let's do it um so it's a one-year program and it's um it's the Academy of Healing Nutrition and it's based on what they call the longevity diet, which I think the word diet is really mis- um, misleading because it's really not a diet. It's more of an understanding the approach of food. And it's really, yeah. you know, based on like traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurveda and a few other like school of sorts. And it's in this understanding like, the the energetic of the food understanding the power of the ingredients is tapping a lot into like adaptogen medicinal mushroom tonics how like Mm -hmm. plants and herbs can really really not just help you to like um survive but actually thrive and and for me it's like understanding how like what can i add into my cocktail that will really elevate the experience that will really make um things better in the sense of like celebrating the flavor but also the benefits that it can have on 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 your body and your mind and and I love it because I'm already like you know able to really implement that into what I do and with things like you know I don't use refined sugar um into my cocktail I don't like add refined sugar into my cocktail so like understanding all the different alternative and of course you know like i use like raw honey but like why raw honey is like better than like actually actual honey and how actually using something that is local can really help with things like hay fever because obviously the bees are pollinating mm-hmm. in your area which is the pollen that is causing your hay fever and things like that or you know like recently I created a cocktail where I made like a a nettle tincture because nettle is actually amazing to really help and support your liver to to cleanse and so um, it was a cocktail I was using a little bit of a, of Calvado. So it was a low ABV at like 8% ABV, but how adding this, you know, the power of the nettle can really help and support your body. So I love that I'm already able to like add that into it and to really understand how I can build this mindful cocktail in a, in an even more powerful way. So I've been loving it. And also so nice to be able to, to learn more. Like I feel like that the kitchen has always been, A, my favorite room in the the house, but also very much like a a source of inspiration for me. Like, you know, I do practice meditation, but also for me when I, you know, when I create cocktail, when I'm playing around in the kitchen with flavor, when I'm cooking, like I really feel at flow, which is also like for me a state of meditation. You know, I feel really at ease. I feel really connected with myself. I feel very creative. And so like I have, you know, part of the, this, um, this program, we do like cook along weekends. So like I spend like, you know, my entire day in the kitchen learning how to cook amazing foods. Um, and it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Loving it for sure. Wow. Yeah.
0: I, I've always been really fascinated too. And, um, I think it's one of the most important things we can do learning about nutrition and how our bodies work because it affects so much of who we are and, and how we feel. Um, Seriously. I'm actually on a, a fast, a ketosis fast, so, for those who don't know, ketosis is when you uh, adjust your body to use fats as energy, healthy fats, rather than complex carbohydrates and sugars. So, even that process, um, your mindset changes. I feel so much clearer
2: from yeah.
0: being on this fast and just from eating things like avocados and and sort of nuts. So, yeah, it's very very fascinating. Um, what other resources do you use for this sort of knowledge and or what, you know, what's out there that people can look into this a bit more?
2: Um, I mean, there's so many books. I feel like that nutrition though becomes very quickly, super confusing. You know, it's like you should cook with mm. coconut oil. No, you shouldn't cook with coconut oil. Like, and I just feel like it's really <laughs> yeah. confusing. Um, so I will also be a bit mindful of like what you read and how you read it, and also remembering that like life is about balance. And again, and I that's really much the reason why I decided to go onto these courses because there's no dogma. It's about you know finding balance, finding the balance that works for you. Knowing that like if you go a little more onto the yang side, that's fine. But how do you balance that? And if you go a bit more onto the yin, how do you bring that back into the center? You know. So for me, it's about knowing like and understanding how to find your balance like that's that's is the the, you know the ethos of lamism wellness is life is balance, and how do you find your balance to celebrate yourself um so so yeah so i think that like looking online is great you know there's loads of resources but also doing it mindfully because there's loads of information and lots of like misguiding information um i will say that like not going to to anything that is too extreme. And also mm-hmm. giving yourself the space and the time to notice how it reacts on you. You know, like I think that that's for me, like everything that I'm learning into this course is like, you know, the the power of those um those, you know, grains and beans and like those like complex carbohydrates, right? but how actually to eat them and how to cook them you know i think that a lot of people think that they have like bad reaction to it or can't really process them just because um they don't cook it properly you know and even myself like i've yeah. actually cut, cut out gluten out of my diet 80 years ago mm. because it was just not working for me but everything that i'm learning right. yeah everything that and i'm actually bringing it back into into my my diet slowly at the oh, moment okay because everything that I'm, that I'm learning into this course is it's because we eat in a way that is really inflaming our digestive system you know and mm-hmm. not like you know understanding like what works with our body and our like you know like we all very different and like what we have and our like condition in the body but also the season the what, where we live you know we we kept talking on the, on my course about the nonsense of eating bananas. I love bananas, but like the nonsense of eating right. bananas when living in London in the winter when it 's already damp and it's gray, and it, you yeah, know it's yeah. we don 't live on a tropical island, and it makes absolutely no sense to eat bananas you know and as delicious are they are and have you know yes they're great they're full of potassium etc but actually this is this is not working for for people that live in there in the in you know in europe in the in the winter and if you do live on an island great but if you don't well maybe you should you should eat what is in season and what works for for them your body at that time and so I think that like understanding that or even like, you know, we talked a lot about like the importance of like soaking your, your nuts and grains and, and what, and beans and why, you know, I think that's like, I always needed like, Oh, you needed to activate your nuts. But I, I didn't know that actually it's because there's phytic acid, which is actually what the plants use to protect itself in nature. So animals and bugs won't eat the plant, you know? And so like, if you don't remove that, well, it's actually slightly indigest. And also your body can't really process the nutriment of the, those beautiful nuts and, and and grains. So like learning all of that, I think it's actually really powerful rather than just going from one extreme. You know, like I haven't like drastically changed the way that I eat, but I'm, you know, more on a slow journey of adding, you know, things like now when I cook my rice, I will add a little bit of like, you know kelp or kombu of like seaweeds to bring this like minerals that are so vital for our body and that just like takes two seconds you know I just put it in the water cook my rice and that's it you know and so like things that like you can implement that are so easy to do and actually have an amazing you know benefits and an amazing impact on on your body rather than just like going from one extreme and then I don't think that that's sustainable you know
0: yeah. I listened uh, to a podcast recently and, and one of the quotes in there was majority of us are overeating, but starving at the same time Yeah, because we're not getting the right minerals. And actually yeah. um, it affects your mindset so much too. And Christy Norman, who was on the show quite recently said that through her change in food and her relationship with food, she realized the difference between hungry and angry.
2: Yeah. And actually
0: there there was a big difference there.
2: Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, it has a huge impact. And to be fair, like for me, all of that comes to awareness. And like, mm. I mean, it's it's the same with like on my journey with changing my relationship with alcohol. You know, like my relationship with alcohol was never in in modern society was never an issue. You know, I was drinking when I was going out. I was drinking to socialize. Um, because alcohol is so embedded in society, it didn't look like it was it was too much or it was a problem. Like, you know, I don't have crazy story when I can say, well, I decided to to change my relationship with alcohol because of this, because of this crazy thing that happened. But actually it was the process of becoming more aware of like what I drink and when I drink it and and to really empowering that relationship. Like I still drink alcohol, but I, I, I decided that like, for me, the balance was to drink very little alcohol and actually to, to really celebrate also with this like non-alcoholic cocktail. Um, I feel like that it was a moment of like connection with myself. Like I, I sleep better. I have more energy. I actually feel like that when I go out, it's my spirit that shine, you know, like I feel like that, yes, food and drinks is an amazing way to connect people, but also, um, you know, connecting with with a person that had one too many drinks, are you really connecting with that person? When now, when I go out, I feel like that I would have, you know, one cocktail that is maybe low ABV and something that is non-alcoholic. And by the end of the night, I feel really fulfilled. I had a, a beautiful moment with, our, with my friend. I had, you know, an amazing experience and enjoy some really beautiful flavor. But yeah. I feel great the day after like for me like you know being a mindful drinker means being able to wake up the day after with a clear mind you know like great nights are meant to be remembered and I think that like it's the same with food it's the same with drink actually becoming aware of like the impact that it has on your body and your mind and to really find the balance that works for you is living well that's the definition of living well.
0: Mm-hmm. well we'll wrap up very soon but just to finish off it'd be really great to hear about uh some of your top non-alcoholic beverages and even the low abv products that are out there on the market that people can get the hold on
2: yeah i mean um that's i will say the best way to do it is to be to visit la maison wellness um Dot .com mm-hmm. because there's all the recipes there's also a product page with lots of different um ingredients join me on that live that I do every fridays at 5 p.m. it is uk time but you know the live stay on for 24 hours so you can watch it in your in your own time and then every week i i present you know different um brands and different recipes and I invite someone from the brand so they can really talk about it a bit more so it's a it's really like inspirational but also educational um Mm -hmm. and I guess like you know I mean, the mindful drinking movement and the no and low category is really booming and expanding. There's so many, many more brands coming into the market. Sidlip having like you know paved the the way and and really opened the the market in a in a beautiful way. But there's so many brands out there now. Um, I think that we're very, very lucky in the UK and in Europe to have so many products available. But there's also loads of other products being launched. Like, you know, Liars, which is an Australian company, has a huge range of, like, 13 different non-alcoholic spirits, all inspired by incredible um, brain, you know, um, from, like, their aperitif, from, like, you know, an alternative to, like, sweet vermouth, dry vermouth, an alternative to a bitter liqueur, to... Um, things like you know um they're like italian spritz which is inspired by like an apparel spritz like all of that to loads of like three different rums to an american whiskey to um loads of different liqueurs and things like that so those are like brands that like are beautiful and have loads to, to offer um And then like all the, the, also the, the big players that have so much knowledge and expertise are also launching brands like Martini just released their non-alcoholic aperitif, which is absolutely beautiful. And I have so much love and respect for Beppe and Ivano, the the blender and the distiller of of Martini. And they put all their knowledge, like 150 years of experience into building something that is non-alcoholic. And it's absolutely stunning. There's more like, you know, incredible, um, product being launched and being more available. I mean, in the UK we have so many, um, but, uh, but hopefully that will be available in a, in all parts of the world. So have a look at the website drop. And also for everyone that has like any question, always reach out to me, you know, drop me a little um, email mm-hmm. or message on Facebook and I can always ask and, and, um, answer questions that you, you might have. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really exciting category there's so much that is like coming into the markets, um, and it's a, and I mean like, I do feel like that, you know, the the people are changing the way that they live. There is definitely an awakening of, a, of a better like wanting to live well and and wanting to make better decision when it comes to like for me being a mindful drinker isn't just about non-alcoholic it's also about if i decide to drink something that is alcoholic i want something that is like the best quality you know that is made well mm-hmm. but it's also a brand that is you know that has a purpose and that has like social and environmental um responsibility like you will see on my website I created a, a cocktail recently with the brand called Avalyn which is a beautiful Calvados that is on the mission yes, to like save yes. the bees and we, it's made we had Tim yeah. on the
0: show talking about that yeah it's really good and,
2: mm. yeah and I mean like you know Steph and Tim are doing an amazing job and it's a delicious product and like for me you know when they put in the bottle is apple water time and love and and their mission is so beautiful I absolutely love what they're doing I also you know um for Cinco de Mayo created a um a twist on like a margarita slash Tommy's Margarita using Ocho. And I love mm. I always love that brand, you know. And I think that like for me, learning more and more about like what they do with their social responsibility, how much they're trying to preserve like, you know, the the tradition, how um natural is the way that like they make their tequila, but also the all their like bat friendly program and how they're trying to make sure that like, you know, they preserve the 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 environment and they support like bats. And I didn't know that like, you know, bats actually um, feed on like the, the agave flower and actually that like to make tequila, you can't let the, the, the agave plant go into blossom. So they had decided to like keep 5% of her, of their plants to let that go into blossoms so the bat can like pollinize because it's so important to make sure that like we keep the, the, the richness of a, of the of the, uh, the varieties of them, um, the agave plant and learning all of that for me, those are the brands that I want to support, you know? And yes. like, yeah. if you, if, if I look at like, you know, in my cocktails, even that like that Mexicana, that, that, that twist on the on the margarita, it, it was, it was a lower ABV. I actually reversed the, the measurement in a, and put less tequila, more lemon, um made you know agave and added some uh, orange essential oil into the into the recipe. Um but like those are the cocktails that I want to create things that like are pouring with purpose. That's also being a, a mindful drinker for me. So um yeah there's loads of brands keep you know follow um all the the social media the the Instagram have a look on the website um subscribe to the YouTube channel and that's where you will be able to, to find all this information on the, what to drink and how to drink it.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for your time today and teaching us all about mindfulness and healthy hedonism. It's been really interesting. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much for having me on the show and, uh, and for bringing this, uh, this information and, uh, and uh, having your podcast to to share with the world
0: great thanks we wish you all the best for 2020 and we will definitely be staying in touch and checking out all your content so thank you very much
2: and talk soon amazing thank you so much take care of yourself
0: okie dokie that was it guys i hope you enjoyed the show once again in the show notes you can find let me wellness and camille and also my content too so please if you love the show give us a comment subscribe follow our channels and we'll see you all at the end of the week because it's going to be Friday for the next episode. Uh, we're going to do a crossover episode with Talk Tells Podcast. And it's going to be really exciting because you're going to hear all about me and my story. Stay safe, guys, and talk to you all soon.